Hello and welcome to episode 18 of The Edge Backstage Pass, the weekly podcast from the Tuesday night show at the London comedy store The Edge. This week our team segue seamlessly from the serious to the silly as we hear some very real opinions on the biggest topics of the day. Prepare yourself this week to learn and laugh. Hello, I'm Ian Stone and I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Jojo Sutherland in not so sunny Scotland. It started pissing down. Oh. Hi, I'm from Biomotayo and I'm locked down in East London, Hackney to be precise. Hi, it's Emmanuel Sanubi and my grey hairs are by choice. have you dyed it to look like that they're my morgan freemans yeah they're looking cool mate well i'm saying that nobody can see that i'm lying (laughs) (laughs) for the audio only podcast emmanuel's looking fabulous (laughs) (laughs) no you are correct about that yeah (laughs) should we uh, should we start with america and what the hell is going on over there oh mate what what the absolute fuck did um you know, I used to watch the news about three weeks ago and I used to watch American news because it sort of made me feel better about the shit show that was this country, <laughs> right? But that is no longer the case now. I yeah. find it utterly, utterly depressing what's going on. I don't get, you know, they don't, they don't give out the numbers on the coronavirus deaths, which, by the way, are still going up by about 1,500 a day. But now it's all um, George Floyd and, and what's going on. And I, I just feel... Impotent rage, I suppose, would be my 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 dominant feeling about this. Really. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Just yeah, rage. It's just pure anger. It's something a lot of people will never really. The worst. The worst people for me are the ones that go all lives matter. Yeah. That's a given. But here's the thing. Apparently, that's not the case, and that's the whole point of it. And it's it's it really feels like you're you're trying to justify it. Yeah, and and there is no justification. I mean, it's like how much evidence does one person need before they have to do something? Yeah. But do you see Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen put Black Lives Matter up on his um, Twitter or something, and every time somebody said All Lives Matter, he just go fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, good on him. And there were loads of people who did it as well, loads and loads, and he just told them all to get fucked. There was a really good analogy. I think Kai Humphreys put it up about, you know, the fire brigade, you know, putting out a house that's on fire and everybody else in the street going, but, but uh, you know, spray our houses. Our houses matter too. And it's like, yeah, your houses matter, but it's not on fucking fire. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like quite a good analogy that it's like, stop going on about something that's not actually affecting you. Yeah. Yeah. you know I mean? Here's a question though, right? about you. Here's a question. What... Dame Baptiste has been quite vocal on Twitter talking about um, white comedians being not saying anything, right? Not showing our solidarity or whatever. But this is a genuine question. Like, what should white, not just white comedians, what should white people, how should they react to this? Aside, I just want to say I appreciate all the white people DMing me and... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're with you. But like, oh, what does it all mean? They respond. I think what um, I think what Dane's it's it's really hard to explain. Um, I'm of the stance I don't really know what what people want white people to say. I, I'm beyond that. 
it's not for me to tell you don't have to if you have to be prompted to say something then it's, it's not really my place to say it you know what i'm saying but what he's trying to say is can you see like can you see mm-hmm. like you know we're on, the, we're on the we're on the shows with you we give with you guys and you know we try our best to make sure that we're doing things right because we know how it is when you're black any little thing is down to your blackness and so we conduct ourselves in a manner where Sometimes we don't even feel ourselves in the in in the in the in the comedy industry. We don't feel ourselves. We feel like we have to assimilate to be accepted. So when we see these things going on, and you've seen how we conduct ourselves, we just want that, and we want you to say, "Look, man, we know these people, and if they're feeling like this, then we should be feeling like this because we're in this we're in this industry together, and mm-hmm. we know that if something was happening to white people, then we know how we." come out and say you know this is wrong or an injustice the same way we do with the lgbt and women you know we yeah me too movement and all that is about recognizing other people say look man we know these people and we know how they conduct themselves to be professional yeah solidarity do you know what a couple of things right because when people say that and they've said this about being in lockdown we're all in this together i think that i I think this is the biggest pile of shit like Mm -hmm. when people say we're all in this together what you really mean is we're all going through this at the same time, yeah. but we're not in it together. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the thing because there are certain things you can, you can never really fully understand. Like, so even when it comes down to my comedy, I make a point of never really talk about my race. I don't need to get on stage and say I'm a black guy because I'm hoping that that's pretty fucking clear. Like yeah. the moment I walk out. So I don't talk about that because I never wanted to be considered a black comic. I wanted to be considered a great comic. And that's what I aspire to regardless of where I'm from. So the more I, well, sort of the less I spoke about race, unless there's an actual issue that demands I speak about it, mm-hmm. the more I hope people would look past that as a, punchline because being black ain't a punchline and people won't understand like especially like i'm not exactly the smallest guy do you know what i mean so the the fact that i have to be wary when i walk around waitrose because i can see how the other people in there are how they're perceiving me Mm -hmm. but i'm just minding my own business yeah, the security guard decides that of everyone in there, he's going to follow me, which is a pretty stupid idea in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Waitrose security guards, mate. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... <laughs> I'm, surprised you sh- I'm surprised you shop at Waitrose. I'm like, I need to pick up. <laughs> it's really interesting you're saying that, Emmanuel. It's, you know, again, on stage, I don't, I don't talk about being a woman necessarily or being or or women's issues. It's I'm and I'm not a female comedian. I'm a comic. Yeah. And you know, and again, there are times when I have to to address it or talk to the audiences who I mean, coming on stage when people literally are going, "Oh fuck, it's a woman," or you know, just dismissing you because you because of your sex or you know your gender. You're just like, I, it is just genuinely unbelievable that people for the color of your skin or your sexuality or your gender think you're a lesser being i must say by the way that unlike you guys i have jewed it up quite a bit on stage in the past (laughs) i mean i I can't enjoy it i do i can't enjoy it but when the whole thing was happening last year with the labor party i didn't feel the love from everyone definitely on facebook a couple of times i'm seeing 
comments from people who go, oh, this is all a plot to oust Jeremy. And I sort of understand there are gradations, but I had to put out a couple of little things saying, I find this, I'm, I'm finding this a little bit uncomfortable from people I thought were mates. Mm. Yeah. I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's in any way the same as the black experience. I genuinely don't. But, but you know what? It's an experience nonetheless. And that's the thing. Yeah. Oh, it's not pleasant. Oh, it no, no, it's not pleasant at all, and, and and that's the thing. And it's probably harder because something like that is less visible. Well, yeah. Well, obviously, I'm standing up there talking about it, so so it is quite visible. Um, but you know, I've had more stick in the last year than I've had in quite some time, and it shocked me really how little sympathy I got from some people. I thought were going to be a bit more understanding. Does anybody feel as well that, that Facebook is such a sort of breeding ground and a piranha fish ball that sometimes to just come away from that particular experience... Social is, media. Sometimes if you, shut, if you shut that off and just go out into the real world, the real world still does feel quite sane most of the time. And I think as well, I think we're talking about Dane and it is that... It is how how you want to be supportive, and of course, I mean it's a no-brainer that you want to be supportive, but also it's that not to seem to be being supportive for the sake of looking like you're being supportive, just yeah. so that Facebook thinks you're a good person. There's a lot of virtue. That fucking disingenuous. Yeah. I'm like, oh fuck off! Don't tell me if you know if I don't you know do this, then you'll unfriend me. I'm like. For for me, I, I'm I'm with Fumbi on this. Like you can, I can never tell somebody what they should be or shouldn't be, be doing. doing. For me, it's it's their actions, and that's the thing. Yeah. I might not like your actions. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. I'm right. It just means that I don't like them. So I'm not I'm not going to tell someone else what they should be doing. Yeah. It's uh, so I, I've I literally before we came in this, I was on Instagram, and the whole of my feed is black, like black something. But the whole of my feed is black and but when i'm looking at it it's it's all stuff people have copied and pasted and they put it yeah. up to show solidarity which is great yeah. Yeah. but i want to see what happens when i see someone in the street mm-hmm. but when you see someone walk, walking down the road and and how they interact then mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll come and say hello in waitrose next time more for dane it was more so he's seen how vocal the people in the industry get and other issues yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the thing. Like, even when you spoke about speaking about race, I never saw people used to say that to me. I remember Sean Hughes said that to me one time. You talk about race a lot, and I never, I never understood it then. I really thought I had to change how I wrote, but I was never talking about race. I was talking about my life. I was talking yeah. about my experience. Yeah, 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 yeah That's yeah. what you write from an experience. My re- and, and there's a big difference in that because when, when, when that, when that happens, because you, you, his experience, my experience, it is. A, a, I'm a black guy, and I'll talk about things that. So, but it will never be about the race. It's about me because you never get someone going, "Oh, well, you speak about your kids a lot." No, I speak about parenting from my point. <laughs> yeah, of view. yeah. And and, that, yeah, and that's the thing because there's a big difference. And I think that's the other thing, isn't it? It's lumping people, lumping all black people together, and saying, yeah, yeah. "What, what do you all think?" Well, you know, exactly. And that's that's why I never, because I think the issue is way deeper. It's deeper than George Floyd. If you yeah. think the police officers go to prison and get life in jail, that's that issue. So the issue that they have is racism. That's a really big issue. It yeah. does feel it does feel like we're watching the same story again right. and again. And we're playing again the same, and again. They're playing the same song and everyone's doing the same dance. So this is yeah. like mm. the, this is this is already nothing. The only thing I've seen change is I've, I, this is might sound funny, but 
white people really seem to be like, oh shit, this is really, really real. And I've not yeah. seen this reaction before. So that's the little difference. But other than that, it's the same thing I've seen. Do you think, I've been, I was watching them marching, uh, you know, protesting about what happened with George Floyd and they're all, st they're all saying, I can't breathe. And the comic in me was thinking, in four weeks' time, some of you are going to be on a coronavirus ward, right? <laughs> Saying the same fucking thing. But I thought, I'm not sure I should post this at the moment. Being a, my whole Black Lives Matter routine came from me going to a Black Lives Matter march. When you're a comedian, you just can't help it. You're going to pick yeah, up yeah. things and think, you know what? That's funny. But, but, that, um, yeah. but that coronavirus thing, you know, we were talking about that. All those marches, that is going to kill quite a few people. But if you think about it, this is also magnified because we've been in a pandemic for three months. Yeah. Everyone's been home for three months. Yeah. This is the most exciting thing that's happened since then. <laughs> yeah. Well, fo football season's coming. Football season's right. coming back right. in a couple of weeks. I'm and excited about that. It's because I feel like everyone's right here right now and everyone's tense. Yeah. The Premier League comes back in two weeks. And watch how people's focus shifts. Yeah. Grenfell. When Grenfell came, everybody said, till the day we die, we're going to want answers. Love Island came in two weeks. <laughs> people are so easily distracted from the issues and people do. And it is that kind of, it does feel slightly disingenuous when I see everybody kind of going, yes, absolutely. We need to do this. We need to do that. And like you say, it's like, oh, I did my bit. And now anyway, I've, I'm busy right. going off here. You know, so it's just... But what yeah, gets people going is like the videos. So the videos that we've watched online recently have been incredible. At some point, the people who put videos out are going to decide we've seen enough of that. Let's yeah. watch something else. Yeah. Um, and then we go, not even consciously, you sort of assume it's done. Every so often, something comes on the news and you go, do you know there's still a war in Syria? You go, what? Yemen. Yemen popped up the, the other day and I thought, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. What's going on there? Why haven't we heard, by the way about what's going on with coronavirus in Iran, which is one of the centres of it. Have yeah. they sorted it? I well, can't believe th this is why it. it's called a news feed. It's what's being yeah. fed out to people. And it's what the masses have decided is going to be edible. Mm. Be right at some point, like guarantee the football's going to come back on and you won't give a fuck about well, that's the, the, we, the weekend uh, daily briefings are going to stop now from number 10 because not enough, enough people are watching it because no. people are bored. No, you know also. We? We're already no, bored with listening not, to it. Not just bored. Also, we know what bullshit it is. It is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, is it's that. utter shit. When you're watching <laughs> Matt Hancock or whatever, you're thinking, this is bollocks and people are turning off. Do you know what? Exactly. It, was, it was Dominic Rabb that even said out that one of his reasoning for lightening the um li li lightening the the rules around lockdown was we can't stay locked up forever mm. oh <laughs> but the same the same thing the same thing you know with the coronavirus everybody was terrified at the beginning everybody but now people are we're a bit bored with coronavirus now the you the know is, out of all of this Dominic Cummings is probably thinking, "Oh, thank God for that." that yeah. Is, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Well, no. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people who've been saying that the reason they lightened the lockdown was to take the uh, the pressure off Dominic Cummings. Because the truth is that what they can't say is, "Listen, we, he has to keep his job because Boris is not capable of being prime minister without him. He just can't do it. So they have to keep Dominic Cummings in place, whatever you think of that." Boris Johnson's all but given up now. He looks like somebody who wants to go on his bloody summer holidays. You know what, the I don't, thing I, with Boris is, 
He didn't see this coming. No, he, he didn't want that. Brexit it's... hero. He thought this was going to be about Brexit, going to lead yeah. the country out. Yeah. It's going to be my yeah. time. And then pandemic hit. Be careful yeah. what you wish for, right? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it really has fucked him up. But Theresa good, because he's a prick. somewhere running in the fields of wheat having a field day right now. Theresa yeah. May. Theresa May would be way better right now, wouldn't she? she oh, would isn't, love isn't to this you're just like, oh, isn't it Oh, mate, she, she's, I reckon she did the biggest line of gear when this all kicked <laughs> off. And she went, thank fuck. And oh, good this is good. good luck, oh, you oh. bunch of pricks. Like, she yeah. it is. It's, she wouldn't last. The nation was too harsh on Theresa May. I, I agree. No. all over her. I you know also, she's doing that robot dance right now. She's definitely, she's yeah. rocking up one of them robot dances. Yeah. And she yeah, she is killing it all of them because he no 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 one <laughs> no I can't, it affects me now to think that no one saw this coming but it was in the news from other countries and they mm. were that, that deluded to think oh well that's China we ain't gonna get it it's miles yeah. away but mm. then it's like history repeating itself in terms of the rise of Hitler I mean we've fucking seen this before you know people, people don't learn the world is a mass shit show people are dicks even like when you go back to sort of um, around with George Floyd you're looking at you're not. You're asking. You're you're marching to stop racism. That yeah. that's. Do you mean that that that's that's the core of it? It's not the police. Like you can do all the marches you want, but if a racist decides that he's going to stay racist or she's going to stay racist, it doesn't make any fucking difference. It's down to that person. But watching watching Trump last night and just you know kind of using the riots as a way to probably get emergency legislation and you know, then completely disarm his opponents and his political um, you know, foes that it's fucking terrifying. Do you think but... he'll get I don't I don't know if he will get a second term. I mean obviously he went and did the thing yesterday, didn't he, with the Bible. With the Bible. Oh, do you know what? I I reckon he's of... gonna He's so going to get a second term. I reckon also, he will. What damage will he do hands. before then? Yeah. To his hands. The, the, the violence they're seeing, he's got the Tommy Lawrence and, you know, those people screaming about gun control. And they'll put... White people are scared. And when they're scared, they vote someone to protect them. And yeah. Trump is the voice of protection. And he will, they will give him a second term because he's going to bring law and order to the country. He's going to make law and order great yeah. again. He did. Yeah. He did say "law and order" president yeah. yesterday, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. That was the thing he yeah. said, and I thought, "Oh yeah, yeah this is yeah. quite a frightening." But remember how quick again at the beginning of the virus, how quick people were going. You know, if they saw people gathering in parks, how quick people were on Facebook to say, "Get the police involved, arrest them, get the army on the streets." You like, what are you fucking asking for, you idiots? Do you know what I mean? To just yeah, but but. All I would say, I mean, I agree with you, but some of the countries with the best outcomes, let's say Israel, for example, has had a oh. really, they've managed Always to... Always on about Israel. <laughs> <laughs> is the greatest country on earth, I'd like to say. Uh, this is a comedy, but the point is, they, they did very well on coronavirus because they essentially, they've got a police state and they made sure that everyone was followed. I've got Israeli friends Oh, I've got an Israeli friend there here he who, has, who has her... <laughs> hey, enough of your Black Lives Matter. Jewish Lives Matter as well. <laughs> hey, hang on, hang on. Wait, what about the vaginas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, none of that. You've had your go last year with me too. That woman. Right. Yeah, me too's irrelevant now. Two metres, souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying is that they were following people on phones. They were following people. A police state is sometimes the best way of, of yeah. dealing with something like uh, coronavirus because... As we've seen, people are not going to obey 
especially if the government is sending out their top advisor to go and drive to Durham and back. So do, do the thing is, right, I, I think, because you look at New Zealand as well, New Zealand have got, like, one death. Like, Australia have lost 22, death. stop exaggerating. 22. <laughs> 22 <laughs> deaths. Amazing, though. Also, they've got 44 people. They've there. only got, they've got no active <laughs> cases. Yeah. Oh, no, they've got one active case. But it, it's, it's like, do you know what? You look at um, examples, say, like, of, of gun control. So you get a mass shoot, and it was, um, yeah, Kevin Bridges on on one of his sets. It was like, in America, you had a mass shooting. They were like, you still can't take our guns. These are our guns. You can't take our guns. Happened once in Australia, and they went, right, no more guns. And everyone went, all right, fair point. Like people, And it's the same over here. People are going, oh, this is horrible. We can't go out. Yeah, look look what you guys have got to stay into. Like, I, I did this on a podcast. Imagine if this had been done back in 1989. I've got five sisters, and I guarantee we'd have killed each other by this yeah. time. Yeah. Like, yeah. pre-internet. Yeah. I think our approach to the coronavirus is like, you know when England are about to play the World Cup, and we should just win in it because we're England, right? It's... Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I know you do stuff like this when you talk about this stuff on stage, but it, there is a, a, a streak of English exceptionalism. You know, and Boris will talk, if we'll deal with it, the, the Dunkirk spirit will get us through. <laughs> The thing is, no, it won't. And by the way, do you not think we should let go of that Second World War shit now? I mean, it's so long ago. We've had people doing fucking conga lines and no doubt giving each other coronavirus. Oh, come on, Ian. To be fair, they're very much invoking the blitz spirit and they've fucking done it. They've blitzed everybody with the coronavirus. I know. I just (laughs) literally have Let's say the blitz spirit. There's there's a bit of a... Like you, you're gonna like the way that you saw people like war veterans talk to their grandchildren now and explain what actually happened during the war mm. is gonna be the way that we're gonna talk to our grandchildren. Well, your current grandchildren, Joe, you old cow, <laughs> um, <laughs> about about what's going on now. But it's gonna be very, very different because you think they they were huddled up in the London Underground, they had rations of food, all of that. And what were you going to say to our grandkids? Oh, it was horrible. Like, I nearly ran yeah, out of toilet wifi. paper. <laughs> oh, my Wi-Fi went down and we couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> when, when they were talking about Brits not going to the beach, and they went, on, you know, they went to the people in the, in the, in the, on the beach, and like, you know, well, for the last two months, we've been just stuck in the garden. <laughs> You're like... Yeah. And you know, the garden. only time I weren't stuck in the garden, right, is when the gardeners came around to do it. That's been. <laughs> How am I going to talk about that to my grandchild? Oh, it was tough, man. We we were we were stuck in at one point for three hours because uh, the gardeners were outside cutting and they were trying to navigate around the pool. Like, the, do you know what I mean that that's it's not really blitz, is it? And plus, we never really had a lockdown, did we? It was a just no. movement, you know. Well, it's not like in China. It's not like no. in China where they welded people into their houses for ten weeks. It's true, yeah. but. But there was quite a few weeks when there was hardly anyone about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really, yeah. you know, it was essentially the lockdown, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I haven't, aside from the people I spoke to on my street the other day, I haven't spoken to anyone in the flesh, aside from my family, mm. for about two and a half months. That's crazy, isn't it? And my family want to kill me. <laughs> they kill me. And I can't blame them, you know. No, but, exactly. So I it did. has been, it has been... I know you're joking, but it has been an imposition. It's not like being... <laughs> it's not like being... An, an, an imposition. Very it has been so inconvenient. It's been inconvenient. Well, I'm glad to say, though, my initial fear, my genuine initial fear when they said about the coronavirus and it wasn't really here yet, they were going to, I was like, oh, they're going to... 
They're going to lock us down. They're going to get us all in our houses. They're going to change the laws so that we will be arrested on site. And then they're going to cut off the internet. And that'll be it. Life is over. Yeah. So, um, but then I'm coming back to that again. I'm like, oh, God, it now looks a little bit like fracking. Well, me, not, bro, it's terrifying. Me. Well, for me, I just didn't realise how, how it would hit comedy so hard. I never, yeah. I took that for granted in a sense. I thought, yeah, we'll be back on stage soon. In three and weeks. I, I really thought three weeks. Uh, do you know what? I thought Jan uh, in January, I said to myself, this year's dead, mate. It's done. I'll get the most out of it as I can. And uh, I think March 13th was my last gig. And I thought, oh, it it's, it's done now. By the way, how good were those last couple of gigs? They're some of the best gigs I've ever had. Yeah. Just, there was a giddy feeling about the place. Everyone, it almost felt a little bit illicit. You know, what the fuck are we doing out here? And real, <laughs> real risk takers. Everyone really? was a bit like, go fuck the your coronavirus, really? go fuck yourself. But, but um, yeah, I, that was, I think I was March the 14th or something like that. And then that was it. That has been it. And I agree with you, Emmanuel. I think end of the year is the earliest. Yeah. But I was in Dubai when just before the lockdown. I got a text from the 99 Club, do you want to close on a Saturday? And I was going to be flying back in that day. And I thought, oh, do I want to do that? I thought, no, I'll just take it, whatever, you know, just do another gig. I'm so grateful for that gig right now because yeah. it's the last one. <laughs> Anyone die on their gig. last gig? <laughs> no, I had Newcastle stand. It was beautiful. I died on my last gig, but we're all going to die on that first gig. And I yeah, can't yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really very stupidly thinking, oh God, you know, if the clubs, you know, are going to be closing and there's going to be nothing, I was like, oh well, I'll, I'll, I'll get a cruise ship contract. <laughs> oh yeah, they're really safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? Like, oh, I'll just, I'll get a week on a cruise and just get some money that way. You know, what, the, the depressing part has been I haven't updated my calendar. So I'm still getting alerts. Oh, so I'm getting alerts of what should have happened. So the other day I got an alert saying, oh, you've got P&O in two days. I thought, fucking no, haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> has anyone got any other skills, by the way? Has anyone thought about, you know, what we could do if it all goes tits up forever? Anyone do other stuff? That's I'm going on the game. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Jack, how are you going to go on the yeah. game? I can't actually, can I? Because no. you've changed the law now. You can't have sex with somebody out with your household. Oh, well, from another, another industry ruined. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are you doing, Fumbi? Any, any skills? I have, I'm, I'm writing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. What, writing or <laughs> will? Writing a place. <laughs> Right. I got uh, the Manchester store alert, you know, to say, you know, you've got Manchester this weekend. Yeah. And that was so sad. And we all know Manchester, they've had to pick the stores, it'll be the London store. Yeah. So, yeah. so sad to not go to Manchester. This is for broadcast. You know that Simon <laughs> is here, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so much I was like, I would just want to be in Manchester right now, just doing the Manchester store. I was yeah, I was genuinely that. trying to work out what I could do. I I just I can't it's been so long since I've done anything else. Aside from talk shit for money. Yeah. I I, I'm really, really talented, so I can do pretty much most. <laughs> well, so. lucky old you. Do you need uh, an assistant? It took you I'm, 20 I'm, minutes I'm, to get onto this Zoom call. I'm working right now. <laughs> Shut your whole mouth, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, IT <laughs> is not your thing. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you think I, it I, might I, be... I tried to write a CV the other day, and I thought, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the biggest, the biggest irony is going to be, though, is that gigs will pop up on the continent in Germany, France, and all that kind of place, because we're in the UK, we won't be allowed to fly to those countries because we're <laughs> riddled with a fucking Rona. Mm. And, and so uh, all this, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think we won't even get bloody European gigs. Well, you'd have, to, you'd have to sort of time it so you can have two weeks of quarantine and then you do your European tour. 
And then yeah. it's going to take six months to do about four gigs, isn't it? Yeah, that's so, not going to well, work. When the gigs do come back, if you struggle to fill your diary, then that's the message right now. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> that's true. By the way, how shit are we going to be when all oh, this terrible. starts again? Oh, terrible. my God. Speak for yourselves. No, no. I'm honest with you. No. I swear to God, five minutes. I'm not going to say anything. Just I go, I go for a walk every day across the Fourth Road Bridge, and I chat to every single passerby like a deranged MC. I'm just like, oh yeah, chatting. Oh, to I everybody. get that. I, I do that. I work. Where I work. Did you, have you had your hair done? That's lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you dye your hair? There's no roots. You work I work the, the queue at the bakery. Is what yeah. I do. Oh, yeah, work in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of Keep those skills yeah. sharp, yeah, definitely. 100%. We wow. really need to get this circuit up and running again. You lot are terrorising people. Yeah? <laughs> no, I was, I literally, before I came on here, I was at the chemist, and then I was, I, there was a queue to get in the chemist, and I said to the guy, and there was sort of, they were in a line of three, but the wrong way, so I said to the guy, are you in the queue, and, or are you in the queue? He said, oh, I'm not in the queue. And I was like, well, stop standing there, looking like you're in the queue then. You missed the other side. And then they're all laughing, I was like, oh, this is fun. So I just chatted to everybody in the queue at the chemist. Yeah, it's difficult though, isn't it? Are you in the queue? No? Well, I fuck your mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Doesn't work in here? Okay. <laughs> So there you have it, the full spectrum of human emotion and a mum joke, only at the edge. For our live section this week, Fumbi and Ian are joined on stage by Eleanor Tiernan and Sean Mio. I should say that this podcast does not endorse any of Sean's opinions, but we can see why the other comics refer to him as the Dark Destroyer. Thank you very much. Thank you. Give it up for Jared as he leaves the building. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. You've been amazing. You guys still good? We're going to start the second game of the show, which is called Burning Issues. Okay, I'm going to kick it off, guys. Um, the Pope got stuck in the lift this week. Yeah. For hilarious, did it? For like, I think it was like... How long for? 10 minutes or so? It's a, it's longer than that, wasn't it? 15 minutes, I think. Long enough, long enough for him to pray and realise there's no one going to answer it. I... <laughs> it's a weird thing. Anyone been stuck? I got stuck in an elevator in a Holiday Inn Express once. You know, they've they got that sign on there that says, you know, it says, uh, lift engineer, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So I rang him up. I said, listen, I'm stuck in the elevator in Slough in Holiday Inn Express. He said, I couldn't give a shit, mate. <laughs> I said, I can have a wank, a hot bath, and then go for Chinese. I said, it says 24-hour response. He said, that is a response. It just hasn't happened to be favourable for you. Is that, that, yeah. is that all right? Is that funny enough You've been for stuck you? in a lift, Ian? Is that funny never, enough for you? <laughs> Cut it out. You didn't want to talk about this, did you? No, but I did, because I had a funny joke about it. <laughs> Probably because uh, it just reminds me of Catholic Catholicism. Uh, I'm not. The Pope making... does that, though, doesn't he? Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of his brand. Yeah. Uh, when the last Pope, because he, he became Pope when the last Pope retired, didn't he? The last Pope, he basically said he was going to live in the Vatican Garden and pray on on small boys. And... <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick to topic, guys. The lift. Oh, right, the lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Small I boys in a lift. I'm sorry. Yeah. I saw a sign in a lift the other day that killed me. It said, you know, it says like maximum capacity 2,200 pounds. That's 13 people or four Americans. <laughs> Is that funny enough for you? 
In Hong Kong, there's a lift and they have a sign that says, when there's a fire, don't use the lift. <laughs> when? Yeah. Are you fucking planning one? No, but they did probably make the lift. I think that's Chinese people make lifts. Yeah, they, they mess around with specifications, you know? <laughs> Not a fan. Do you, know why, do you know why China's... Lifts or, <laughs> China. or Chinese Chinese people. people. Do you know why China <laughs> is called China? Why? Because they can't pronounce the word crockery. <laughs> a sense resistant. <laughs> this has gone left as opposed they, to going up. They don't care. Somebody told me, I was watching a program about Chinese pandas. They kept going on about Chinese pandas. And I thought, pandas are not Chinese, aren't they? They're not. Pandas are pandas. <laughs> they happen to reside in the human construct that we call China, right? I mean, if I was stupid enough to go and live in a giraffe house in London Zoo, that doesn't make me a giraffe, right? It makes me a man living in a giraffe house. Plus, if pandas were Chinese, there'd be fucking millions of them, wouldn't there? <laughs> We've gone off the subject to the Pope here. Just, I'm trying to figure out your logic. This, the Chinese panda thing was interesting. I just don't think it's a black and white issue, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We're laying ourselves back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Timing is everything, people. Don't reward me was he that. alone in the lift? I don't know. No one really what, said. What? Was he pan? alone? No, was he alone? the Pope. Was he alone in the it lift? It's a couple of bishops and a cardinal. <laughs> the Pope. I just made that up. It's much harder yeah. for the bishops because they could only move diagonally. <laughs> That funny That's enough, true. That is true. You got no socks on, mate. Do the rest of the people on the yacht know you're missing? Do you understand me? You make me ill. Sick. That's wow. Right. Uh, you, look what you've done. That's just right. by being here. That's Thank China, you. that is, isn't it? That's right. Uh, Crockery. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm, I'm going to move on to another another yeah, topic. Let's do that, yeah. Just shoot, shoot um, away, Texas actually banned the sending of dick pics as well this week which is quite yeah you can't send dick pics anymore in, in Texas in Texas or to Texas <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm not asking because I want to send a but I don't know if I can I just I, I, has anyone here sent a dick pic yeah. most of the guys in this room have you, sent you, a dick pic the women that's the response sent. of the dick pic senders I've never I suppose that is yeah yeah you got to get the right lighting that's what girls don't like well that's what I was wondering about the lighting it's true, it's true. Women appreciate the effort in a good dick picture. You gotta. I mean, I, I get a bit funny about passport photos. <laughs> you need to green screen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it put in the background. You know, a little little beach scene in behind it. <laughs> a dick on the beach. Yeah. Right. Put some filters on it. You know. Right. <laughs> I don't but know why, it's been why banned they, in Texas. Why did they like? I I I I I don't think I'm bragging here but I've gotten a couple of dick pics uh, <laughs> you go girl and I w I w if I was in Texas I would be saying there's, there's more important things to ban maybe than dick pics you know maybe ban an L gun there that would you're saying, that wasn't, you're uh, saying that guns are bad <laughs> huh? do you know, you know what really kills me about America you know they have these mass shootings they don't do anything about it and uh What's a, what's amusing to me in a, in a kind of you're going to laugh but reticently type way? <laughs> Has anyone heard the term going postal? This is this is where this the term was uh, originated in the 80s when the first the mass killings happened and uh, basically it's people going to work and shooting people at work, right? People shooting. Well, they don't shoot everyone, do they? They just shoot the people that were horrible to them, which must be really weird if you're one of their mates, right? They just shout and go. <coughs> All right, Dave. How are the wife and kids? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Barbecue Saturday? I don't think so. <laughs> I heard uh, some guy from the NRA, the National Rifle Association, talking about the guns in America, saying, I do not want to live in a country where the only people who have guns are criminals and the government. And I thought, I live in that country. <laughs> we live in that country. I like the idea that if somebody cuts me up in the car, I can lean out the window and go, wanker, and they haven't got an AK-47. That's freedom, isn't it? And also, fraught with danger. Have you ever been in your car when someone cuts you up and you, plan you hit the wrong button and the windshield wipers come on? You ever <laughs> go, yeah, let that be a lesson to you, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I'll use the ashtray if I have to. Make me sick. That, that this is really covering the, the ban on dick pics, guys. Well done. Well, I, I think it's infantile. I... I mean, obviously, I don't have that app on my phone, so I have to send them a sketch through the post. It takes days. Sketch. You just need a camera sketch. phone. Is it a pencil sketch? It? it is. I don't understand why guys think that women are going to respond favourably to that. It's, it's like pornography. I mean, I don't know any woman, right, who's ever really wanted to be gang banged, and sometimes I've asked every girl on the bus. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> That funny enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, I used to think I was against pornography because uh, I, I don't know, I thought it was kind of cheap and nasty and degrading That's why we to women. Like it. But uh, <laughs> then I watched this thing called Passion Mansion. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but lovely four poster beds, nice lighting, <laughs> lovely fabrics. Had to admit to himself, I wasn't against pornography, I'd just been against bad interior design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turns out I can't get excited around lino. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is the one thing you would say about porn is as disgusting and sordid as it is, it is the only industry where women are paid more than men. You know, so I do feel like we're doing our bit for the gender pay gap. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, every morning I crack one off, I go, that's Remeline Pankhurst. <laughs> and also, I mean, I think that women in pornography should get paid more because from what I've seen, they are multitasking quite a lot of the time. Yeah. I'm going to take a, a topic from the audience because yeah. you lot are crazy. Um, I'm going to start with this section over here. Any, any, one, any topic for our wonderful... Mugabe's dead. Is he? Apparently. Yeah. Well, thanks for the news. Thanks for that, sir. <laughs> Breaking news, guys. Mugabe's dead. Mugabe di died, man. Um, Zimbabwe's um, longest-running president. Longest-running president? Or prime minister. I don't no. know what it is. In He's upset. Get out. Yeah. That's right. He just, you don't want to hear about Mugabe. He's going to break the news to Head the straight the back to Primark, mate. They're waiting. <laughs> They're sick. What do you think about Mugabe's death? He was originally a, a, a freedom fighter who, when he got into power, did the same thing most people do, which is kind of abuse it a little bit. Didn't, mm. didn't they devalue... What was the currency in Zimbabwe? Was it the wrapping paper or something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> what their currency... I think it's... The Zimbabwean wrapping yeah. paper. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. He used to chop people's arms and legs off and then sew them back in the wrong places, you know? Which is the only way some people learn. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to take one more, one more topic from the middle section and we can just... Anyone got a question for the panel? Love Island. Okay. Oh. Right, Been waiting for this one. Let's, let's talk about yeah. mental illness in general. <laughs> I'm all for it. Let them hang. Money for old bro. Idiots. Yeah, my vagina is throbbing. Throbbing. <laughs> you don't fucking watch Love Island, no? All right. Do you guys watch Love Island? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
One of them tried to commit suicide the other day by taking an overdose of antidepressants. That's got to be impossible, isn't it? So after four or five, you start cheering up, wouldn't you? <laughs> what an idiot. On that note, we're going to end burning issues. Oh, Give a round of applause to my wonderful panel, guys. Okay. Thank you. So that's it from episode 18. If you enjoyed that, then please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check out all the Comedy Store's online material at thecomedystorelive.co.uk. You have been listening to Fumbio Mateo, Emmanuel Sanubi, Ian Stone and Jojo Sutherland. On stage we also had Eleanor Tiernan and Sean Mio. This podcast is edited and produced by me, Simon Mason, and special thanks as always to the Edge producer, Mr John Connor. We'll see you next time.